It's draft day. It's Anthony Richardson day. We're going to talk about that here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. If you're an everydayer, then you know I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. And I'm just going to tell you, I am excited. It's the draft. I cannot wait the draft to be over with it has been exhausting just this whole process um i am going to say please do like subscribe comment review join the lockdown gators discord the links in in the description below um we got a long way to go until the season but i'm trying to hit 5,000 subscribers before then so that's the goal now but we are talking about anthony richardson today because well like i said it's the draft and he's just an incredible story or he's an incredible storyline to follow whether or not you like him or hate him it's remarkable. Like you compare him to other quarterbacks and you look at Bryce Young and what makes Anthony Richardson different from Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, the, the core four will say. Anthony Richardson compared to Bryce Young, I mean, the physical difference is you don't get a bigger difference than that. Bryce Young's 5'11", Anthony Richardson's 6'3", 6'4". Bryce Young is like six pounds. Anthony Richardson's 245 they're just so physically different, but they're also the two best quarterbacks in the entire draft in terms of extending plays with your legs. They usually just follow it up differently, where Bryce Young is usually extending a play with his legs and usually has one of his very talented receivers wide open somewhere, whereas Anthony Richardson extends plays with his legs and then tends to take off because he, he can do that. He can also just out-athlete out everybody. And then you also look at the difference in ceiling because I truly believe that Bryce Young can be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. But if you can get Anthony Richardson to his ceiling, you can have the best quarterback on the planet. And that's not me being hyperbolic because he's a Florida quarterback. That's me saying truly the physical tools, if you can get them in line, congratulations. Like at, uh, NFL Network was talking about it on yesterday during the day. I don't even know what I was watching, honestly. I was at family's house and they had it on. Um, but they were talking about Anthony Richardson. It's probably Billy Napier was on it. But they were talking about Anthony Richardson and they were like, yeah, he, he's a lottery ticket. Because if you can get it right, if you can get lucky enough to hit everything, congratulations, you just won everything like you have an incredible athlete at quarterback with physical tools that are truly generational whether or not you want to talk about his accuracy all that stuff being generational is obviously different but his physical tools are generational that doesn't come by frequently you look at comparing anthony richardson to cj stroud from ohio state first off both of them have hit or miss tendencies in different ways C.J. Stroud has these, I like to call them ghost games, where 
he goes ghost in the worst way where he just doesn't look like someone who's ever going to be an elite quarterback. Like there have been games where I've looked at CJ Stroud and be like, eh. and granted 2022 is a very clean year for him, but his previous experience, he had more ghost games. Uh, we'll see what happens when he steps up to the next level. He seems like someone who gets kind of rattled at certain points. And that's not a knock on him. CJ Stroud is still, I think the second best quarterback right now. He's probably, the third quarterback I would draft if I was the Panthers, I'd be between Bryce Young and Anthony Rickson just for the ceiling alone. But CJ Stroud is incredibly physically gifted. I think when you look at who's the best pure passer in the draft, I think it's him just in terms of, of pure natural throwing ability. I think it's CJ Stroud operating that Ohio state offense is not an easy thing to do. And he did it at an excellent level for most of his games. Um, and then comparing him to AR physically, I mean, look, CJ Stroud is not immobile. He's not super athletic, but he's not immobile. But athletically, doesn't even touch Anthony Richardson. And then, of course, the third one, who is my least favorite quarterback in this entire draft class, Will Levis from Kentucky. And here's my biggest issue with Will Levis. There is not a single, single justification that you can give me to tell me Will Levis should be drafted above Anthony Richardson other than he's played more games. Congratulations, Will. You've been mid for longer. Like, that's all I can say about you is that you've been wildly mediocre for a longer amount of time. Cool. Like, like, what does Will Levis, Will Levis do that Anthony Richardson can't do? You notice that long pause where I didn't say anything? That's because there's not a single freaking thing. Like, Will Levis, and here's the thing, Will Levis and Anthony Richardson are both quarterbacks who need work to be done on them. That is true. Both of them are pretty physically gifted, obviously. That's true. Bazookas for arms absolutely maybe both held back by offensive systems you could argue for both for and against um but here's the thing will levis sucks because will levis has had two years the biggest thing with anthony richardson is yes high ceiling below average floor we'll say because i think again i think at anthony richardson's worst He's what, he's what Justin Fields was last year for the Chicago Bears, which you could argue wasn't great. But, I mean, his running ability completely changed their success and their fortune. Granted, they still sucked. They were still the worst team in the league. But they would have been even worse without Justin Fields. Um, but I think that Anthony Richardson has higher ceiling and a higher floor. Both have a ton of work to do, yes. Will Levis has had it for two years. Like That's my biggest thing, is that Anthony Richardson has had one year, one, to play quarterback as a starter. Will Levis has had two years to be a starting quarterback, and he's lost quarterback battles before. That's an important part, important thing to remember as well. Anthony Richardson lost one quarterback battle, and it was to Emory Jones in 2021, and the coach that made that decision is unemployed right now in the coaching ranks. So this is, for me, I get it. I sound like a homer. I understand that. This is me saying, Anthony Richardson 
is QB2 in this draft. Bryce Young is QB1 to me. Anthony Richardson is QB2. If you can get everything right with him, congratulations. You've got the best quarterback on the planet. Like we talk about, and I'm not comparing Anthony Richardson to Patrick Mahomes, but I'm saying we talk about Patrick Mahomes where we go, oh, like, you know, he's probably the most talented quarterback on the planet, even if he's not the GOAT right now. I'm not saying Anthony Richardson is going to be that. But if you get him right, like you have that ceiling, and that's why he's going to get drafted very high. But which teams are the best fits for him is what we'll talk about. But first, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Built Bar. It is almost May. It is is summertime, baby. Like it's just that's what it is. It's it's hot as it is right now. Get Built Bar. Include that in your plan to get right for the summer. Maintain that body for the summer. Maybe improve a little bit if that's what you're trying to do. But Built Bar is coated in 100% chocolate. Hits the sweet tooth. The most important part to me. Most bars have 130 calories, which personally I don't count. I don't count calories. That's not me. Four net carbs. That does matter to me. Net carbs is the biggest thing that I care about in terms of macros. Um, And 17 grams of protein, which is fantastic because I have been trying to add a little bit there. So there's that. But also they're finally in stores. So you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club or go to Built or BuiltBar.com to get yourself that Built Bar. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Like I said earlier, please do like, subscribe, comment, review, all that jazz. Join the Lockdown Gators Discord in the link, uh, the links in the description below. But right now we're going to talk about some of Anthony Richardson's fits in the top 10 because he's he's been all over the place. You know, when he declared for the draft, I remember a lot of people were, well, is he going to be a first-round pick? Um, there wasn't a question for me, by the way, it was that he's probably going to be a late first round pick was my expectation because NFL teams were going to fall in love with his tools despite horrible film at times. Um, and then he shot up to, is he going to be the first pick? Hmm. I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's impossible right now. I'd be floored if it happened, but that'd be sick. Um, I'll, I'll say that, but some fits in the top 10 it seems like everybody is pretty much thinking four is like where he's going to go with the indianapolis colts which makes sense earlier this week i did an episode talking about this and i was like look like the colts i think might be the best fit for him or the mm, most realistic fit i'll say um i think that you've got strong surrounding cast where you've got the highest paid offensive line that in 2021 was fantastic didn't change a ton and just 2022 dropped off a bit, but I think that Shane Steichen is going to put a lot of emphasis on improving that offensive line, getting it back up to speed, getting it back up to what it should be, and getting right back there. You look at the run game. You've got Jonathan Taylor is one of the best running backs in football, arguably the best young running back in football. You've got your receivers are all young. You got Michael Pittman is just an awesome receiver. You've got Alec Pierce is someone that I'm very, very high on right now. So the surrounding cast is there. You've got a quarterback friendly offense and not just a quarterback friendly offense, but a mobile quarterback friendly offense with the RPO game that kind of helps you work on your quick game, work on your processing speed and develop, get the ball out quickly, which Anthony Richardson has a quick throwing motion. So, oh my God, quick throwing motion. He can get the ball out quickly and it's going to work him in as an extension of the running game as well. So 
I think with the Colts picking at four, like I understand why people will say Anthony Richardson will not drop past four because I don't think he should. Like I, I think for Anthony Richardson's development, there's two better teams for him, maybe three better teams. But I think in terms of the Colts, I don't think there's a better fit for you than Anthony Richardson. So there's that. Um, If Anthony Richardson does go first overall, the Panthers are a fantastic fit. Like you look at the cast surrounding him and what they're going to bring to the table. Young cast, first of all, very young offensive line, talented offensive line. You look at young pass catchers. They're not as talented because they did just trade away the best receiver on that team, but they're still very young and a high ceiling. You look at Frank Reich being the head coach of that team. And Frank Reich is one hell of a developer at the quarterback position, which is why I don't understand with the Colts, why they didn't give him young quarterbacks. They were like, yeah, you're a fantastic QB coach. Here's a, here's a carcass of a warthog. That's your starting QB now. Good luck. Uh, so I don't understand that. Josh McCown being on the staff is also huge. He's going to be working with the quarterbacks. Just finished being a quarterback, what, two years ago now? Um, he's not going to be there long. He's going to be a head coach before long. Or Yeah, he's going to step up. He's just a, a brilliant football mind. So I think when you look at developing Anthony Richardson as a passer, Frank Reich and Josh McCown are probably the best duo to really build that together. And then the two teams that I think of as probably the perfect landing spots for Anthony Richardson, but again, I don't think he's going to make it past the Colts at four, Seattle Seahawks at five, and Detroit Lions at six, I think are phenomenal fits. You look at both of those teams, and I'm going to group them together just because of the similarities where Both of those teams have good young offensive lines. The Detroit Lions have a better offensive line. The Seattle Seahawks have a younger offensive line. Both of them are are good. Both of them are young. Then you look at the surrounding talent. You've got your receiver rooms are above average. At worst, Seattle's is much better and obviously much more top-heavy because you've got Tyler Lockett in the slot, Noah Fan at tight end. DK Metcalf at receiver, and those are your three like prime time guys. And then the Lions, you've got Amon Ross St. Brown, who's one of the best young receivers in football right now. You've got Jamison Williams when he gets back from suspension is one of the best deep threats. Like imagine pairing the speed of DK Metcalf or the speed of Jamison Williams with Anthony Richardson's arm. That's big time, right? Especially when he's got the offensive line to protect him to make those throws. Elite. And both of those teams have something that neither the Panthers nor the Colts have in a trusted veteran quarterback that Anthony Richardson can learn behind. Because an important thing for Anthony Richardson, for a lot of us, and a lot of us, I just mean fans of football, is don't pressure Anthony Richardson into running. Or actually, a lot of people say Anthony Richardson needs to sit for at least a year. I don't think that's the case. I think the important part for Anthony Richardson is don't rush him into starting. I think there's a difference. Like, like you don't have, like if Anthony Richardson goes into this battle and he plays well and you see enough things where you go, maybe he could start, then start the guy. But I don't think you should go, well, we're going to suck anyway. Let's kill his confidence while we're at it. So 
I think that's an important distinction where Anthony Richardson, very talented, insane ceiling, doesn't need to sit for a year or two. I think you just need to not rush him, and that's the important part. Outside of the top 10, there are some teams to talk about because it seems as the past week and a half, it's been Anthony Richardson in in conversation for the first pick of the draft. And then it's like, well, Anthony Richardson, maybe top 10, maybe sliding down a bit more. And there's three teams we're going to talk about as some draft fits for him that I do gen I do genuinely like. First off is I think my favorite one, maybe Tennessee Titans at 11 because they still have Derrick Henry at this time. We'll see if that rumor of him getting traded is true or not. But right now you've got Derrick Henry and you're going to run the football, right? Because that's what they're going to do. But you've got Derrick Henry. You've got a not great offensive line, but a young offensive line that's a piece or two away from being average to above average. You've got pass catchers are not great, right? With Traylon Burks. But you've got a stellar defense. Like you've got an incredible defense with Jeffrey Simmons, men in the front, in the in the front four, we'll say. Kevin Bayard in the back end. Kevin Bayard is one of my favorite safeties in the NFL. Um, he's also one of the best safeties in the NFL, if you didn't know that. Um, if you didn't know that, congratulations, your brain works because he's he's an awesome player. So you take that insane running game which again was fine even with a bad offensive line in 2022. So you take that insane running game, very talented defense, and you go, okay, guess what? We, we've we also got an incredible athlete at quarterback that actually can complete passes and can complete passes deep down the field while also saying, hey, you don't have to feel rushed to start while we figure out what's going to happen with Derrick Henry, while we figure out what's going to happen with the offensive line, you don't have to feel rushed to start because we have Ryan Tannehill that can start for now. Maybe Anthony Richardson comes in and rotates in like he did in 2021 behind Emory Jones. It's like, well, you come in for a couple plays here, a couple packages there, maybe have an explosive play, maybe make a play there. And you look at that and you say, okay, cool beans. Like, Like that's a great situation for Anthony Richardson. At 11, it's also not too much of a drop or anything like that. Great, great spit, great spit, great fit. Um, You look at the Washington Commanders at 16. I love it, but I hate it because, and it has nothing to do with draft position. Again, I'm saying at 16, the next team, by the way, is the Ravens at 22. But either way, all these are trade up candidates if they need a quarterback. Like if the Ravens are like, hey, we're not getting Lamar, then trade up. If If the Commanders are like, hey, we were totally lying when we said Sam Howell's our QB1, then trade up. Um, but the commanders are a great one. You've got a very talented defense. I don't care about Chase Young's fifth-year option not getting renewed. He's a bad person anyway. I'm, not, I'm kidding. I don't know if he's a bad person. Um, but Chase Young not getting renewed. Um, so there's that. But you got aside from that, you've got a great front four. You've got young, talented players at both the linebacker room and in the secondary. So you've got sound defense there. You've got a, a solid offensive line, we'll say. But your pass catchers are very good. We'll say we'll say pass catchers because I'm including in this um, wide receivers, running backs too. 
and tight ends. And I want to make sure that I include the running backs too, because you've got Brian Robinson, you've got uh, Antonio Gibson, you've got great receivers or great talent there. You've got Terry McLaurin's one of the most underrated receivers in football. You've got Curtis Samuel's speed, which imagine how low Curtis Samuel's speed with Anthony Richardson's arm would be ridiculous. Same with Deami Brown. You've got Jahan Dotson's a great receiver, a great number two to Terry McLaurin. Uh, tight end, you know, you can use some help. You've got Logan Thomas, who's a good red zone guy, but aside from that, he's nothing spectacular. But even now, now thinking about it, because they also signed Andrew Wiley for their offensive line. So their offensive line is even pretty good with Sam Cosme, uh, Chase Roulier, Andrew Wiley. Not bad at all, actually. Uh, just, just thinking back. Um, so you've got the Commanders. Great fit for him as well. And then, of course, you have to talk about the Baltimore Ravens, who I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know or care about Lamar Jackson's contract situation. I'm not going to pretend that any NFL team is going to look at Tyler Huntley and say, why even bother adding another quarterback? We've got Tyler Huntley, who was a pro bowler last year because he was like the sixth alternate and no one wanted to play in the pro bowl games. Shocking. Um, but you do truly with the Ravens, you have not a great offensive line. You've got some young players, some very talented players like, Ronnie Stanley, when he's healthy, fantastic left tackle. You've got Tyler Linderbaum from last year, fantastic interior offensive lineman. Kevin Zeitler was okay last year. You've got guys on the offensive line that can help you. You've got J.K. Dobbins. You've got Gus Bus, Gus Edwards. You've got Justice Hill all at running back. So if you end, well, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about coaching staff in a second. But then in receiver room, you've got Odell Beckham Jr., they're rumored to be the favorites to trade for DeAndre Hopkins. You've got Rashad Bateman. You've got Devin Duvernay's speed. You've got Tylen Wallace's just vertical ability as a small guy that can get vertical. James Prochet is a good slot receiver. Nelson Aguilar is on the team too. Tight end, Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely. Like you want to talk about a stark difference? Think about Anthony Richardson going 12 personnel in Gainesville last year with Dante Sanders and Keon Zipper, who I love. But then throwing him into 12 personnel with Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely, as well as Odell and Rashad Bateman. Like, that'd be insane. And guess what? They're going to go 12 tight end heavy, 12 personnel heavy, because they've got Todd Munkin as their offensive coordinator. You know, Todd Munkin, the guy who just had Georgia's offense cooking. Imagine Georgia's offense, little modernized, plus... Anthony Richardson's physical ability in it. It'd be ridiculous. So, and also, yeah, we know that the Ravens are perfectly willing to be like, hey, we will build around this quarterback. That wasn't a Greg Roman thing. No, that was a John Harbaugh thing. John Harbaugh going, we'll build around you if that's what will make you successful. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free reviews in the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow talk Anthony Richardson where he gets drafted if Osiris Torrance gets drafted and where other Florida Gators will get drafted and we will have a bonus episode on Saturday with John Garcia talking recruiting for Lockdown Gators I'm Brandon Olson don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon find all my written work with whole nine sports Giants country NFL 33 and I'll see you all tomorrow